It's going to be a depressing moment. You know, you crawl back out of the warp after 10,000 years and living in some demon world. It probably can't be an exciting time, like the most most of the downtime. And you see, like, the guy who's had, like, four square meals a day, extra gene seed enhancements. He's, like, twice as tough, peak physical condition. Meanwhile, you have, like, a weird, gimpy tentacle leg from some Chaos God's almost gift that got pulled back. And he just shoots you dead because you're just waiting for it. You're like, you, you want it to be over. That's the Chaos <laughs> Space Marine experience. Welcome to Always Strikes Last, an Age of Sigmar podcast with your hosts, Matt and Miles. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> ah, this is always strikes last in case we forgot to put in the intro song that says that it's always strikes last. And <laughs> I am, I am miles and my co-host as always is Matt. Hello. And we're joined today by Jack and by Kirk who have recently come back for um, LVO and are going to tell us about their experience in the yes. desert. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> Good to have you guys on the show. Yeah, thanks Good for coming here. on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. LBO. So how many people? How many people were there? Just to give people a, a frame of reference. Does anyone remember? I think it was hundred and or was it in the two hundreds for the AOS event? I think it maybe started off that way, but then like some people dropped. The number I have in my head though, <laughs> it, it could be down. off. Was 177. That, that's how many people, you know, brave the virus and the half-empty casino floors and nice Vegas to do it. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, but... I'll pull up the app and we can. I, I can make 100% sure while you guys are talking. So here. 270 plus person tournament, end of the ITC season. You know, all the all the chips are down. How did yeah. it go? Everyone's pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Um, te- teams are out in force. No shortage of, you know, costumes and uniforms and nice, all sorts of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a really good vibe. Like everyone, obviously, very excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know the like tables were great. Things were pretty well organized. Um. So I think you know first first day. We, we got off to reasonable start, like maybe 30 minutes late. But, yeah, um, first game was against Nurgle. Um, played against nice. the Magnetin. And now, uh, Kirk, you brought uh, Beasts of Chaos. Yes, Beasts of Chaos. For everyone yes, at I home. Was playing, so sorry. Uh, Beasts of Chaos ahead. versus some Nurgle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I new know Nurgle, my, too, right? Like the book was in brand full Brand fresh, fresh new Nurgle and a fresh new player. I think it was his... Oh, like <laughs> first couple games with the new <laughs> books. Um, but yeah, so I was playing my, my big Zangor 20 man Zangor blob, a couple of shamans. And then, so that was kind of my like one ham hammer, um, slash anvil. They're pretty meaty, two wounds a piece mm-hmm. was hoping to kind of give them some defensive buffs and, uh, and then let them kind of chew through things with the help of some chaos spawn, giving them extra attacks for command points. Um, and then a couple of Gorgons and a Shaggoth uh, roaming around the other side, trying to smash things in. Thought I had a Shaggoth. Oh yeah, for my for my first couple games with the Shaggoth, he is amazing. Love him. 
not going to leave him behind at any point. Nice. So yeah, up, up against Nurgle, uh, pretty new player to the game and to the army. Um, he had uh, the Glockian, bunch of bunch of um, other Nurgle goodies, but that was the big meaning. It was the Glockian. Nice. I think the, we were all playing, yeah, first blood. Anyways, the game went really well for me. Um, I was I was rolling hot, feeling good at the beginning of the day. Um, and my my Sangor just went on a tear. They just they just chewed through so much nergly stuff. Nice. Um, and just like keep away from from the Glockin basically the whole game. Um, so that I ended up winning um, pretty handily. I can't remember the exact score, but uh, it, it it was a good way to start the tournament. You know, you, you show up, you're like, oh man, everyone's going to be bringing the heat. <laughs> You know, everyone's going to be on top of the rules and uh, came out on top. I was like, yes, I can do nice. this. Maybe the Beast of Chaos are good. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> you were showered with glory. Right good, the that far. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Get, obviously getting well ahead of myself. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a new player with he, he was he was not up to the he, he, he didn't know the new Nurgle rules or he hadn't had that many or. Yeah, honestly, it was his first game with the new Nurgle. Right, that's really setting yourself up for success. You know, he played it. He played it pretty well as far as like getting all the rules. Fortunately, I had that game with Miles against Nurgle a little while ago, so oh yeah, was able to to help him out with all the contagion point stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you you effectively were like the. uh, the the dude that wanders into the cafeteria and points at the littlest kid and was like you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's still a good way to start. Hell of a way to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I, I don't know. Getting that. Getting the first win always feels like a, a very good bar to set for a beastman player because like that's. If you get the first win, then you've you've already won. You've won one game as a beastman player in the first place. So everything everything's fun from there on, right? It feels like it gets <laughs> the proverbial monkey off your back, right? Because you're like, okay, I can't zero five this now. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. 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 How was uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it was a, a beautifully painted army too. He went to the the painting file or the finals. Um, oh guys. So Nice. It was it was just a, a beautiful way to open up the tournament all around. There's nothing quite so satisfying as destroying a beautiful thing, at least mm-hmm. in your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and just teasing a Glockin. That's just a, that's oh, fun yeah. in and of itself when you can't get a Glockin into combat with you or when you keep it away, right? Seriously, yeah. did, did that thing try to do its crazy triangle charge on you, Kirk? Like, you know the thing it does where it, like, zips across the board? <laughs> No, no, I, I don't think we were quite there with the with the combos. Um, yeah, because because he was pretty dang slow, you know, slogging around like moving. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like six or four. It was not far. It was He's like, supposed okay. to have some sort of charge in your turn ability, mm. but apparently he, that didn't come out to play. Yeah, I think he used <laughs> it on a, a different unit, but it wasn't wasn't quite as good as it could have been. I got it. You. Wasn't him charging? It was you know a couple of blight lords. Definitely better when the eight point monster gets in there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or or yeah. another five hundred, six hundred point friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, feeling feeling good after that game. So um, 
got over to, to game two and I saw I drew, um, let's see, uh, some orcs, um, some iron Ooh. jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And new I've, orcs. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I've, they've been new orcs for a bit. Yeah. And I was, I was pretty worried. I was like, all right, that was the fun. Uh, now here's, here's where things start to turn down. Cause I've mm-hmm. played against, uh, my cam is iron, iron jaws. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they, they just smoked me. Right. Cause they can go first and, uh, you know, I don't have any, any sort of defensive buffs and, uh, they're just going to plow the maw crusher in and just eat everything. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, he went first, but then was like cagey with the maw crusher. You know, there was a bunch of other stuff, right? You know, uh, we got we got black orcs in there. We got um, all the other goodies. You know, a couple of, of war chantas, a shaman hanging out in some ruins. Um, but yeah, so he, he didn't bum rush me with the the maw crusher, and it was like, oh, okay, I have I have a second here to regroup. You know, mm-hmm. uh, get some get some defensive buffs up. Uh, try to distract the maw crusher. You know, feed him ten zangor that'll be fine. You know, that's a, it's a good enough win for him that he'll, he'll take it. Um, uh, so yeah, was able to distract him. The Zangors had a field day. They, they nice. ran, you know, anytime the Zangor run six inches, you know, they're going 15. Um, they made a long charge. The chaos bomb was close enough to give them all an extra attack. So they just mowed down. Um, I think it was, it was like 15 of the, uh, not. I think it's just the hard boys, right? That's the smaller of the two, right? Still, got Bruce and hard boys. still pretty hard, though. Are they two wounds apiece? Yeah, they're two yeah. wounds apiece and a four and up save with six and up shrug, probably for half of them. That's no small feat. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's when Zangor get going, right? Um, if I can get that extra attack in and and sundering blades. Oh my gosh, sundering blades. I mean, anytime I can get more rend, which uh, looks like it's coming to me later on. Um, which thundering <laughs> blades is the spell from the Shaggoth gives them an extra rend, which I hadn't had before. And that's really nice. Nice. Uh, sweet. So yeah, all of that helped out tremendously, uh, cutting down his battle lines and, keep, you know, keeping the maw crusher, not, not killing things for reals. Um, t- the other highlight of that game. So I brought a Cygor, um, which is a one eyed giant guy that throws rocks angrily at wizards. Um, and usually misses, but that game, he was on fire. He like first, like aces the war boss, like does five wounds to the war boss. Doesn't kill him, but like puts him down well enough that I can take him out with mortal wounds from, from shaman and other spells and stuff. Nice. But then there's the, uh, war chanta sitting on top of some ruins, banging his sticks and the psycho just winded up and just like, Took him out. Just two for two. Wonderful shots. Awesome. One rock. One kill. <laughs> um, one of those. Ah, uh, perfection. That's amazing. Perfection. The one. In, one of those. The one right, in two hundred like... <laughs> tries. <Yeah. laughs> it's really rare enough that the Cygor accomplishes that. You should almost consider painting like a memorial tattoo for every confirmed kill onto the model itself. And eventually, fill up the sleeve. You'll really only have <laughs> two for it. the entirety of the time that you own the model. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, he's like a, a poorly aimed cannon, right? It's like a four up, two up, minus two d six or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eighteen and inches, but it degrades if it's the wizard. Yeah, well, but it's also like eighteen inches, but it degrades right away. 
Oh, okay. So like, so it's like, I think it's three wounds and then it's down to like 12 inches or something. Uh, and then you're okay. like, well, this is pointless. I mean, he's so specialized at one thing to be so mediocre at it. It's like really depressing. It's like, I mean, yeah, words fail. <laughs> the the great thing is he's a cheap monster. I mean, so like he can fill out one of those uh, battalions. Like I've actually sure. started taking him again because you can take the battalion that gives him plus one to hit uh, either in combat or mm-hmm. shooting for the monsters. And then you have a three and up rerollable yeah. against the wizard. It's not bad. I think he's really cool. Honestly, he's he's fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I value him for just like be having something in Beastmen that I can reach out and uh, touch small heroes with. Yeah. Because without, without him, you you just don't have it. Um, It's not great, but it's okay. And yeah, I was running him in the line breaker too with the other two Gorgons. Nice. Nice. Um. So yeah, that was that was another uh, surprising win for me um, that felt really good on round two. Um, you know, definitely had some some hot luck there uh, with <laughs> with the kills on the heroes, but um, and and with the Zangor just being mean, very very mean. Uh, so yeah, pulled pulled that one out as well, if not better, on the scores. Uh, than the previous round. Awesome. Yeah, I re- I remember seeing the second win and being like against Iron Jaws. Are you fucking insane? Wow, Matt. Way to have way to have confidence in our teammates, dude. Iron Jaws are the worst <laughs> for Beastman, man. Because they're the, kind of the worst for everyone. It's not very fun. Against that list. Well, yeah. I mean, but if you if you don't have a confidence save, then it's like, and you're not getting any bonuses from somebody dying. Like it's it's the worst. Like they will just True. come in and wreck your line. And then you're like, Oh, well, that was, that was a good game. Thank you. Thank you. Time to go. <laughs> I, you know, I, th- I think one thing we yeah. haven't covered in the course of your review of the game, Kirk, which I'm really curious about is the facial expressions that might've passed across your opponent's face. Like once the Zangor started going, like there must've been some really choice ones. Oh. That's probably my favorite thing about Zangor is the facial expressions I get when people are like, wait, Zangor can do that? Wait, you're still attacking me? Oh my God, the beaks now? Not the beaks? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they just, yeah, they have like a million different attack profiles. They would be such a good target for a plus one to all profiles. Right, that's what they get from Which the. They... Yep. Yeah, the Chaos yeah. Spawn does that for them. Nice. So nice. Gabe Spawn. That's, so just to clarify, that's using the Gabe Spawn um, Great Herd. All herd, yeah. great herd, great herd, gray herd. And it's Gabe spawn and not grave spawn. Grave spawn. I wish it was grave spawn. We could have some like vampire. That'd be way goats. cooler. All right, because I literally thought it was grave spawn this entire time. Wait, isn't it? I thought it was Gabe spawn. Gabe spawn. Gabe spawn. Gabe spawn. G a v e. Not like Gabe spawn. Only his. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I guess that's how goats would say it. It's Gabe's spawn, uh, right? Um, <laughs> Children of Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, come pick up your fucking kids. Yeah, seriously. They're all out here. <laughs> giving, giving plus one attacks to everybody. Jeez. <laughs> the Herdstone is really like his beast man, the equivalent of like an easy dad lounger. He's sitting there crushing like 40s or whatever equipment there is. Throw him into the fire. <laughs> this is literally the backyard, uh, backyard fire pit. 
Oh, that's a great mental image. I hope someone converts that. <laughs> that 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 could be a next project. I could definitely do that. So yeah. so Iron Jaws, you you crushed it with more points than the than the first game. Would you yeah. would you run into next? Because like by then, I'm sure you were feeling high and mighty. Oh yeah, feeling feeling fantastic, right? I just because at that point they had come around. It was after lunch, so they had come around and done judging for going into painting finals, right? Oh, nice. You know, giving out these little pink slip of paper uh, if they liked your army enough. Um, and I had just got that too, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is my day!" Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that was great. And then, so the next game, uh, you know, probably probably did a little too well in the first two games because then I think I was I was working my way up into you know the more sophisticated players uh, there. I ended up uh, going up against lizard men, some thunder lizards, uh, a very well tuned list. Had the white dwarf with him, you know, ready okay. to go. Wonder, wonderful player, guy out of Canada, Winnipeg. Um, and, and, uh, that's, that's where it all fell apart. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, Matt, I think the new, the new two boats is the white dwarf. If you, if you turn up and they've got the white dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're prepared. They found the rules combinations. Games workshop makes you pay $10 a month to acquire. <laughs> for, for those who, for those, well, for everybody listening, his, uh, his eyes just glazed over in terror and remembrance there. <laughs> yeah. For the, for yeah, the lizardman uh, list there. <laughs> I can't like, you know, remember too many specific events, just, you know, pink mist splats going all over the place as thunderbolts <laughs> come down and roast my heroes. Um, and I just nod my head and say, yeah, okay. All right. Another spell, please give me more. Um, but yeah, there was, there was some spell that he was, he had, um, you know, a, a gang of heroes, a gang of skink heroes, and the slan hanging out in the uh, pyramid. You know, well nice. protected by by two stegodons, um, uh, one of the engines of the gods, the other just a, a stegodon ancient uh, with a big big old bow, and a couple units of skinks. So it was really uh, you know built built around those heroes and the skinks hanging out in the temple at, with the slan uh, slinging spells around. And that, uh, and that the, temple is gross because it's just like making things near terrain take take mortal wounds. Yeah, like three yes. vicious stranglethorns that you just I get mean, to do every turn. Free Fulmeroid Crusher. And it's the worst for Beastmen. Like we need that terrain, so we 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 have our hero who's going to summon, and then our summoning you know people sitting right next to the terrain that's getting nuked. Oh, I <laughs> lost my shit when those rules first came out. I was yeah, so upset with that. Yeah. And it's really hard to, at the beginning of the game for you to, I mean, unless you played it a lot, like to remember that at the very beginning, like, Oh, sure. keep my, put my heroes away from the rock, away from the rocks, boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So definitely didn't do that. Hey, <laughs> oh, no. Lizardman, I, I can never remember any of the rules because the, it feels like there's so many of them and they're all like, Oh, well, I'm going to do this to do this, to do that. And now I suddenly can shoot twice at plus one to hit or something. And then you're like, well, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh. struggle with that too. You got a, you got a command point from that somehow. 
And then there's like eight spells that were generated from this one thing. I don't know. Lizard, <laughs> lizard men are too smart for me. I can't do it. I feel like they're just their own design own design island or things were done differently for them. It's like, Oh, that priest has five abilities. He's 50 points. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirk, I interrupted you. You were saying, sorry about that. Uh, oh, I was, I was just getting to the, like, this is how selective my, my memory was. He also had God track. Um, oh, nice. And it's the vice. So like, go figure. <laughs> God track just runs to the middle and waits for that ball to roll to him. Yeah. Uh, so of he does. Yeah. You know, I do I do all right when there's one big scary thing and I can distract and play keep away and, and uh try to run and ground and kill things, but uh when it's Gotrek and then these lizards blasting you with thunderbolts and then and my luck did did turn on me at that game. Like I had two two Gorgons trying to get uh uh lion or uh destroy a battle line, killing ten skinks. Two Gorgons couldn't couldn't do the job on ten <laughs> skinks. Yeah. Coalesced, damn them! <laughs> I, re- I remember you saying something about that in the Discord, and I was like, "Yep, I know that." Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh shit! No, oh, no! All your damage to attacks—they mean nothing. They mean nothing, <laughs> especially when you can't hit. <laughs> Gorgons can miss so well on three and ups. It's just yeah. amazing. Five dice is, is not enough for three trees. Seriously. <laughs> So true. So depressing. <laughs> yeah, the, the gut truck vice combinations, especially vicious, vicious. Like the one model who moves four inches but only needs to go one place. It's like peas and carrots. This is time to shine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go trick, bane of my existence. <laughs> so that was yeah, day so one for you, Eric. Yeah, that was day one. Yeah. Uh, so still, I mean, still had a great time. It's always exhilarating playing three <laughs> games. Uh, and and going two and one so it wasn't wasn't too beat up about that and like the opponent opponent was great couldn't have been uh, a more fun guy to play against even even as he takes me apart piece by piece um so yeah that was that was day one um not not a bad day overall um yeah uh if we, if we would we want to switch around two things like Jack. I'd love to sure, hear yeah, Jack, why don't your you, day one. you give us your day one and we'll leave everyone in suspense. It'll I like this like a, idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a thriller novel. All right. right well, you're going to jump back and forth between two concurrent timelines. This, this is a good or, or a George R. R. Martin book. Now it's time there for Jack go. perspective yeah. chapter. All right. This is good. Well, my day started off pretty good. Um, first I got to meet Kirk in person. First time, you know, East coast, meets West coast. And I got a special delivery from miles. Nothing too salacious, just an everyone life swarm. There we go. Painted a vibrant green basing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> make it clear that it was a borrowed spell. <laughs> borrowed forever now, Miles. But <laughs> there we go. Never getting uh, that back. No. I'm working on uh, the prismatic palisades. It's also going to be a vibrant green basing. Oh nice. wow, you did a lot of work on that. Retro. It's good though. <laughs> like crayons. Nice. Oh yeah. No, I was told this was prismatic. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaning into it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you know, so I guess dawn of day one, I, I brought the Heed Knights of Slanesh, you know, to this particular tournament, and uh, I brought a kind of a super friends list which I concocted, uh, which was based around Glutos, you know, and Sigvald and doing the Lurid Haze, you know, potential ambush shenanigans uh, with Slanesh as the third hero, and then the rest of it was a bit more unusual. You know, I had two units of ten demonettes, I had a unit of bliss barbs, and then beyond that. It was 
a fomeroid crusher, a cockatrice, and a chimera. And I'm pretty sure I had just enough points left over for that life swarm and uh, nine unmade, you know, nice. to come be an annoying distraction card effects. And my thought with this is monster point maximization and being tricky because Glutos can be such a sticky thing in the center of the board, all of his spells and his sort mm-hmm. of tar pit abilities. And, you know, figured I could keep him going with the life swarm and, and sort of do some pinpoint precision, you know, tie up a different flat kind of stuff with Glutos and our, or take out a key target. And so that was the, that was the theory going in. And, and all of this theory led me to table one where I was playing a really nice player named Casey out of, uh, I think it was Florida or something, but um, playing Ideneth Deepkin. Thwaithen. and oh, uh, yeah, and is it was. All, is this just like nothing but eels? It was a slightly more than that, but that was would okay. have been a pretty apt description. This list was an Eidolon, Volturnos, five units of Eastland Guard at, at the three mans. <laughs> you know, just oh, little three manual blocks. A uh, Levidon, uh, and two Alapexes. You know, doing the um, harpoon run or something. I can't remember which one it was. Nice. And really fun game. Uh, you know. We were playing, of course, you know, hold the line. Well, not hold on, whatever it was. It was the um, was the first mission, Kirk. You just said it. Totally blanking on that one. Oh, yeah, the, it was first, first blood. First blood. First blood. First, first blood. blood. Yeah, so, you know, kind of long story short with this game is, you know, we're well enough, but I felt like I was knocking the rust off of all of this whole, how do I play this game competitively again? I think this is my first game back with them for a while since uh, you and I had our one practice game, Miles, and oh, nice. it was great fun. But Over the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two things really, really held up on this. Uh, one, Sigvald was kind of in, in whiff mode because he wasn't able to kill a single Alapex Ooh. over the course of two or three turns. Like he would get four wounds and then they would just make every save <laughs> you know, immediately uh, oh, or it would just do nothing. And then it ultimately ate him sort of in a gracious, like hot roll. I mean, you got uh, even sharks. What, what else can you like? I don't know. It, it was totally fine, but it was one of those moments you look at him and say, you had one job. <laughs> you're, you're better than this. You're better than this, Sigvald. Isn't this uh, the second time that Sigvald has <clears throat> failed to kill a shark and the shark ended up biting him? Yeah, it's like he has a thing with them um, because <laughs> the, the last tournament I brought him to where he had one job to kill a shark, he, the same thing happened. And that was one where it was a, a big difference maker in points because it was like a monster on an objective. The guy carelessly left, and that was me just removing it for him in turn one. But you know, that was the AC trauma. We're moving on to the LVO trauma in this one. And, 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 oh, good, good, good. You know, it was, it was a fine game. I ended up, you know, locking his stuff into places you want, tying up the eels in the center of the board and everything, levy it on. And it was going pretty well. But I had another key moment where, you know, when you have those little voices in the back of your head that tell you the smart thing to do, and then the other voice says, but this is the fun thing to do, and I'm going to give him a chance, makes you do that bad thing. We had that happen. And Uh-oh. I'm going to sketch this, this picture for you. So I had the Chimera. <laughs> who we know is Roarer is much stronger than his bite based on how squishy he is. And he was in combat with a single remaining Michelin guard and technically slightly outside, not within three inches. If you, if you move towards Michelin guard, you go attack an Alapex. And I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> I can activate. I can let this one guard come to me and take a couple of wounds off. Cause now the ones that were closer have been removed or I can go in and I can take care of the shark. Surely all the attacks from a Chimera will do that. And in my head, I said, don't do it. He's a 50-50 kind of monster on a good day. He can (laughs) and will turn on you. You know, did it anyway. He completely whiffed and was like one-shotted in return by the (laughs) 
by the, the Alapex. And the funny thing about this is a fast forward to the whole game. Death was bottom of my turn one. And I fed him the monster point or her the monster point. And then I lost by a single point. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, so it was oh, like, that's brutal. Yeah, great game. You know, you know, got got myself back up to speed and had a fun time. But uh, you know, kind of started off with the the one the first loss and like, all right, <clears throat> we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. After that, I, I think I had like um, uh, a lunch beer for lunch because it wasn't as much time to to get into things. And then we jumped into <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the next game. And this next one I was playing against a guy who was playing Gloom Spike Gets. That went a bit better. Uh, this person was playing Bunda Willbiter, Skagrot, a loon boss, and then literally four units of 40 stabbers. <laughs> definitely fun to play against. Um, he, he definitely did me some favors, though. I mean, uh, started off, gave him top of one, you know, mm-hmm. and the first thing he did is he teleported a unit of 40, uh, 40 uh, stabbers or whatnot, and he brought them up into the center of the board on front on top of the middle objective. And it seemed like, okay, so he's going to sit on this and I have to take it back from him, you know, whatever bodies. And then he tried to make a long bomb charge and he did. And he charged into the unmade caught a couple of bliss barbs and also caught glutose on a turn one charge. And, mm. you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, well, you're going to charge glutose, you know, come to the fat man. Don't make him come to you. He'll, he'll go to town. And it was, very quickly, like a unit of 40 grots that were gone. <laughs> and that sort of like allowed me to get some more of a tempo push. And then <clears throat> for the rest of the game, I, I pretty much destroyed all the grots. I brought Sigvald in for the back edge. He tied up another one of the units, which was hanging out in the back left objective. Mm-hmm. Bundo was caught by the spell. He wasn't able to move very far, or get into anything. Uh, the grots on the other side of the board were eventually killed by Glutose and all the monsters that went in and started manging on them. And it was the combination of that and getting extra bonus points for the monsters doing the runs together and killing battle lines, you know, and kind of really leaning into the, you know, multiple mortal wounds that you get off of Sinessa or the Chimera or the, uh, or the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, can't speak today. Cockatrice. Yeah. The cockatrice. And of course the Fomeroid crusher. And then they, they got it done and, uh, ended up taking that one pretty handily. It was a fun game, but it was like such a kill total. Like if that mattered, like just in terms of raw piles of <laughs> dead crots, it would have made for like, we're going back epic... to kill points. Yeah. Was that or... like all glutose? Yeah. It was, glutose did a lot, but the, oh, the monsters man. contributed in their erratic way. <laughs> Glutose is such a blender too. Like that's the <clears throat> perfect troops for him to get stuck in with. It's true. Cause they don't have amazing saves. I mean, they have the minus one to hit from all those netters, which is annoying, but you know, he has like the casino clause. I mean, it's, it's really of the things in that chariot, the stuff that does the work are his ogres because they somehow get uh, most of the time their profile, six attacks, you know, would round one, threes threes and they do three damage a piece it's not really mm-hmm. easy to get a better rend profile on it but if they connect and they they do the work then they really add up the damage total and they can get the exploding sixes too sure. so <clears throat> so it's a little crabby claws yep snip snip up front yep. Yep. <laughs> so did, you know, at the time. did he have oh, any yeah. little like grot bosses or anything he had the one grot boss he had the um the loon boss and basically yeah, it was Skagrot nice. and the loon boss hanging out in the back and they were able to kind of survive a little while until eventually the grots were dead. I think actually glutose when killed, um, what's his face, uh, Skagrot personally and installed the objective from him. 
Hold on, uh, that guy's a jerk. He's a oh, jerk. Yeah. His little moon thing with like the yeah. endless mortal wounds every turn. Yeah. yeah. Such a jerk. Jerk. But yeah. no manglers. None. And no like, fanatics. None. Yeah. yeah. It was very straightforward, um, you know, <laughs> which was helpful. <laughs> it was just hard to kill them all because you're almost always minus one hit because those netters. And, yeah. you know, yeah. think about the poor Chimera. He's like half blind, trying to swipe on fives. Like when he would connect, oh, baby. But until then, he's just sort of like <laughs> holding objectives with his presence alone. Well, it's, it's funny because not to like, well, to actually jump back to the, to the previous game, when you said you got him in combat, well, when you prefaced it with, you know, the Chimera failed and you had just had a pause after saying the one Ishlan guard model, I automatically assumed that the Ishlan guard had killed the Chimera or nerfed it into oblivion because that's how whiffy that model is, or I guess that <laughs> war scroll. Like it's so you never it's, know. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, he's certainly better in monster land because of like the, you know, monstrous abilities for the rampages and he's, he can actually get it done with his breath. I, I really take him for his breath alone and all the, the monstrous shenanigans he can pull, but like in a pinch, he can output a lot of mortal wounds if you're all hot. And if you're giving him plus one to hit, you know, or do like the, uh, the, the monstrous uh, uh, duel or whatnot to, to make sure he gets a little bit of a boost. So I, I've gotten work out of him. It's just, I always have a mental operation kind of mathematically. I, I put him behind when I'm playing smart, which is star. What do you think this model will do? Divide that by three. <laughs> right. yeah. When I stick with that, it's pretty safe. Our bar is lower. Yeah, yeah, I'm writing that down. The new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes he's surprised. You know, he's killed black coaches and fun things. He killed Lord of Change. You know, but right. uh, no, no. <laughs> couldn't get that Alapex though. <laughs> the sharks I'm scared of sharks. I know that's just scary. But yeah, in this game, he performed better. He survived the end. They got tons of points, you know, kind of racking him up. You know, anytime I could get a secondary with a monster, you know, just kind of my thing with this list, I was doing it. And it made quite a difference just for overall total score. So I ended up with, with some very high number, and I beat him quite handily. I think the only thing left alive at the end was uh, just the loon boss. Everyone else died, including <laughs> 20 additional grots to come back out of loon shrine before I demolished it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Horse I got to the one and one, one and one there, and so I, I think I remember Kirk. I was at that point. I was looking at your your standings, and like Kirk is on fire. I am not carrying the banner for Team ASL today, and I was like, <laughs> 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 uh, but but I went into the third game, and you know it, it didn't get better. I I played a, a really nice dude uh, out of Southern California like somewhere in orange County, but like, um, he was playing very much a competitive cinch list, you know, and, and we're talking a Lord of change, Kairos, a change caster, the blue scribes, the Ogre thaumaturgs, Shangor shaman, and two units of 10 Kyrak acolytes and screamers, plus some, you know, endless spells, the spell portal, the demonic smelkrum, the chronomantic cogs. And I looked at this list. I'm like, I'm not really sure about this one. Cause I hadn't played a ton of zinch. Mm -hmm. But then I realized we were playing the vice and that all he had to do is summon 20 pick horrors in the middle of the board. And I was just never going to win <laughs> from yeah, pretty man. much the get go. That's, uh... <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> that is oh. rough. Yeah. I uh, still almost had it. Still almost had it. Um, you know, it, there was a, a pretty 
rough moment in the early part of the game where I figured out that the magical like firing line is real uh, because I kind of had to get across it to kill the big stuff. Um, and he'd screened out Sigvald, who wasn't going to do it very well and, and use the Kairos as once a game, you can't charge me or I decided to change your dice to a one or whatever thing to stop him from getting where he needed to go. So it was almost, uh, well, I got to take the middle now or I'm never going to get it. And so Glutos bravely surged forward his big chariot. And I knew if I got my double turn, cause I had the, you know, I started with the bottom of one, mm-hmm. I was going to be able to get in there and like kill everything. Like all the Lords of change, all that stuff. Uh, Sneak preview, don't want to spoil it, did not get the double turn. And then gotcha. <laughs> turns around, I'm sitting in the middle of the board, he unloads all this stuff uh, on the Glutos. And Glutos is at full health, he has his best day ever, he has like the five up ward, doesn't matter. First thing he did is he cast two spells uh, with the D6 mortal wounds, got two sixes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and I just kind of kind of rolled in from there. I think oh, that my gosh. <laughs> uh, this guy Evan and I tallied it up, and he done something like twenty one mortal wounds to me. I made three feel no pains. So like, Glutos wasn't like coming back in it in a heavy way either. So I was sitting there, and like it's turn two, and I'm like the objective, middle objective is clear. The linchpin of my army is just evaporate. The guy who's supposed to be like sort of tough and Teflon comes back from things, and I'm like. Little, little breather, you know, I think I went to the bathroom or something, tried to clear my head and I came back and he had a great game after that, but it was definitely an uphill battle. Uh, luckily his small model count did start to tell and I almost got it uh, at the end of the day. He was overly, I guess, uh, aggressive with his Lord of change with Kairos and I killed both of them. Like with a combination nice. of the chimera and the thaumaturge uh, and the um, actually Senesa getting in there, you know, helping out and doing that stuff. Plus some demonettes kind of charging in and, and taking things into their own claws. Uh, but key moment, once again, you know, with these single point things happen to me in this, this tournament, uh, I had him beat by two points, except the last thing he did was he managed to kill Senesa before I could, you know, if I got a double turn, 100% retreat her away, but I didn't get the double turn. So she's had to survive some stuff and didn't quite survive it, which meant I didn't get my grand strategy because Glutos was dead because I was doing prize sorcery. So another loss by a point, but you know, he was kind of sweating for about the last turn and a half and, and kept muttering stuff along the lines of, I just threw this game. What, what did I do? Why did I expose these birds? <laughs> <It was, laughs> we were laughing about it. Like it was, it was, it was a great time, but like, uh, very much a close run <laughs> at the end there. It's kind of like, you know, on the edges of our seats. It was a lot of fun. Learned some things about Saints, but it didn't go my way. So I ended day one uh, with an illustrious one, two, which though princely by Hedonite standards was not what I was hoping for at the time. <laughs> I mean, it sounded nice. like, I guess his <clears throat> shooting list, especially with Kairos is um, not easy for anybody, well, for any uh, close combat baseless. So, do you know what yeah. he was running? Was it uh, Arcanum or what his host? He was, was running the host Arcanum, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a brutal one. Because that's, that's the one that shuts down um, I gotta look casting up. I on remember. two turns, right? I mean, it's either that or it's summoned the. Uh, Summon Screamers, I think. I think it was the Summon Screamers thing. He, he was doing that a bit, though. I killed his Lord of Change before he was able to do that, which made him feel bad in that moment, because that was uh, quite a lot of points. <laughs> the Host Arcanum's the one with the free, the six free Screamers. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then on turns two and four or three and five or something, you can stop somebody from casting a, a spell. It just eats it, I think. Huh. Um, well, that's weird. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a weird one. That's a hard one to go up against because they set everything up on the table and you're like, oh, well, there's nothing there. And then a bunch of screamers. But are... right in your face, yeah. 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 It, it was interesting. I mean, like I said, fun, fun game, you know, really enjoyed it. It was just sort of a learning experience. And the guy was, you know, great to play. You know, it was just one of those things where uh, with all the ups and downs we had on, it was like truly a roller coaster on both sides because <laughs> I think we both felt despair across the course of like the three hours <laughs> at one point or another. <laughs> those are the best kind of games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Equal amounts of despair. Yeah. Uh, but but so you but you did pretty well in terms of points on the, the two games that you lost. You, you were within one. Which, I, oh yeah, which, I a huge amount of points. I think I ended up like twenty five plus points in every single one of my games, or something like that. Yeah. I, or, or twenty four. I think was the the one I lost there. And it would have been twenty seven to his twenty six, but for the prize source, we're getting denied. And you know that was down to the Ogroid Thaumaturge making his charge and not failing to wound Sinessa. And but for that, she would have flown far away and laughed her way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But keeping those games close is was like very important if you were if you were there for ranking stuff like um because the games i lost that game i think i only got like four points against against the lizards so oh oh yeah yeah so my loss ended up you know pulling me down so far in the rankings uh quickly compared to to your two losses and i think you're right Kirk, because like those those raw scores like even if you lose and you're getting whatever in the bracket like it, it ends up adding so much to like the overall end result I mean, it's, I think that we you know I was making the list for me. I was kind of thinking like a little bit of that I was like, well, I want to win. If I want to win, I want to have the maximum ways. And I want to get sneaky wins if I'm just trying to like make up for, you know, being in the heat night camp or, or whatnot against some tier one list. So like picking up those extra points from like the monstrous things was really helping get surprisingly big totals. So I might, you know, not get the full sweep of the objectives every time, but I was getting like the monsters law hold the line or the monsters run and all that. And it's, it was doing some stuff. Yeah, the monstrous yeah. run is so good. That like first turn every yeah. time. Why not? Yeah. Like three out of gate. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you can get <laughs> monsters in the back line, that's another one. Like mm-hmm. kill a battle line with a monster. Just make sure the monster does the killing. Yeah, and, and then there's like the free one, right? Where even it's not extra points, but anytime you might actually not have a great choice, you can just pick any monster. It doesn't have to do anything; just be on an objective. It doesn't have to hold it. You just hanging out gets you two points. It's got to be there. Got to be yeah. there. Showing up. Half of life is showing up as a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess, how, how should we talk about the bridge into day two? Like our evenings or what do we do or how we mentally prepare for the, the games ahead or oh, entirely yeah. you two. I mean, I, I did have a, like, so did you, did you finish all your games? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I, I didn't feel, well, okay. Never mind. I take that back. The first game, first game, we did have to cut it a little short just because we were, I was teaching him, you know, kind of uh, helping him out with a lot of roles. So it was going a little bit slower, but I was, Wait. I was really happy with the amount of time we had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, they were good about that. Actually, I, th- I think for one was a little bit cut short for us. We were down to the wire and like, okay, what would have happened? And we talked about that quickly and, and got like the reasonable conclusion, but it was, it was quite on point. I think. Were these two hour rounds? Were they three, right? Three. three yeah. Three, three. Wow. 
Oh, I don't think we've mentioned yet, though, but this tournament had a weird twist, which I've never seen in the tournament before. And it was the terrain setup was really strange. Oh, right. Yeah, they were they were very uh, specific about like the so, I mean, so you were rolling for attack and defender, but the defender got to set up the terrain, and uh, you know on each of the the mission descriptions they had a little uh, map where they said you know you can you have to place terrain in in all of these locations, um, and then it's up to the defender to choose if like they're just putting forest down or if they're putting down impassable or defensible terrain. That's so, right. It's two garrisons, two wildwoods, and two impassables per map. Six, I think it was, uh, terrain feature pieces of so mysticals or arcanes or whatever. And then That's you just cool. made the attacker, you know, who you didn't get to do this, like place the first unit and choose the side, but you could really stack what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then, cause then the attacker got to choose, choose sides. So, like, um, obviously it's... It's always annoying when you have to like flip sides or like when you you're the person being the attack and you're like, yeah, actually, I want that side. Let's move everything. It's really it's too, too easy to just like, no, yep. stuff's on this side. I'm staying here. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, pick up your whole army. Like, just want that piece of arcane slightly better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's hard to do. But I, I, I think it was a good uh, good uh, mix up for for how things are run with the the terrain and stuff. No, I'd say terrain had a bigger effect on on some of my games than, than it can if I'm just playing games games locally. But that's for sure. I think the thing that got in my head the most, and a couple of my opponents mentioned to me, it was just like when we got to the tables and it was time to set it up, it was like you roll the dice, like, okay, this is going to add 25 minutes. <laughs> just yeah. like no, I think by the third true. game we stopped, uh, stopped shuffling things around too much, but... That reminds me yeah. of Jack. You remember playing like Helderado where you had to have that like whole little mini game about where the terrain goes in the beginning. And oh yeah. And it was like really important, but like no one was taking it quite as serious as the game intended. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, do we have like all the specialist hell terrain for ice maws and like, you know, furnace, charnel pits or, or, or Sarbuck <laughs> mouths, whatever it is. They yeah, wanted. Like very, very specific ruins that you can only have one of, but seems to turn up on every <clears> map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was That's a little the bit like game that. I want. Right? <laughs> that game was such a great critique on human nature. <laughs> oh my god! So okay, so uh, a highly restful and uh, soul-searching evening for the both of you. Just full of uh, calm introspection and uh, meditation. Did a little yoga. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. Pondered the meaning of the universe. <laughs> Actually, it was like I I went and checked out a lot of the the painting stuff. Um, nice. And uh, and then it was really weird at the hotel because like all the, all the restaurants were closed. All the good restaurants were closed. We had like oh, that's weird. A burger place uh, at the hotel and the like a sports bar, and then like you know all eight of the other fancy restaurants all closed. So it was like yeah. Chick-fil-A or Denny's across the street for food. Oh, brutal. Super depressing. Like we were walking by, right? Like Shutter, like Guy Fieri restaurant, Shuttered, like Hash Hash a Go-Go. The steakhouse they had was not open. So all the easy options gone. And yeah, it was the stuff you mentioned. I think there might've been like a Asian style, like um, kind of grill place or something that was, that was there too. But like uh, it, it wasn't a lot of pickings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, Vegas was certainly full. So I, I just like 
hung out back at the room, uh, you know, stay safe, stay quiet, and uh, get ready for the next day. That's kind of my MO. I would have yelled Grand Slam and just ran into the Denny's. <laughs> nice. Nothing wrong with that choice or that plan. The value is amazing. The Denny's it still is. Oh, just might as, might as well have done it if it's there, right? Uh, I, I went a slightly different route. Uh, you know, I was rooming with Sean from our, our Boston crew, and we had a really good old time. And uh, we, we had a few other people from Boston there, and they ended up going out to get some food. Um, I think it was also without his friend from LA you know, who, was, who was there. Um, but uh, they wanted to kind of connect with the Saugus people. And so we, or I, that's me, I did. And I sort of said, okay, what about this as an option? But somehow we ended up at uh, Hofbrau House, which is like a German restaurant with the big beers. And I oh, made a nice. decision to try to channel the spirit of glutose to hopefully turn the dice in a positive direction for the next day. And so I just drank a lot of big beers. And I ate a lot of foods. I even had a Hobbit style eleven seas where we'd had like this giant sausage tower. I talked everyone to getting, and then I <laughs> and then I asked Sean if he wanted to split like a schnitzel plate, like a giant, full on pile of food thing. And he's like, "Nah, I'm pretty full." I'm like, oh, "I'm just gonna have it anyway." So I, I ate that entire thing and this house dip. <laughs> now, that that plus a couple other Vegas choices before we made it back to the rooms and you know had some more Bud Lights or whatever before it was like time to sleep meant that. I brought the spirit of the Hedonites into full force that night. <laughs> just just to channel it, hopefully, for the day ahead. <laughs> In a somewhat reasonable way. <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right, uh, Kirk, back to you going into day two. Yeah, so so day two, yeah, feeling pretty good. Only one one loss down, no big deal. Let's, let's see what we can do. Um, and then I walked up to the table. And there was nine nine dragons waiting for me. Oh, Just man. dragons. I, it might have been more than that. It was it was all the dragons, the most dragons you could do. Um, the, so, the maximum number of possible dragons. Yes, yes. It was, it was like two, whatever the leader was, and then I don't uh, even think we have one of those coming up next weekend, do we? We have one A dragon maximal list. dragon list. We have one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't have to fight it myself um, as well yeah it's not fun like if you thought you don't like iron jaws it's it's very similar to that except it's every single unit you know you're not just like all right just got two mall crushers maybe i can scream maybe i can do something <laughs> no it's single drop you don't get a choice uh so all the dragons just fly forward i got a great picture of a beautiful line just across the entire nice. board <laughs> <laughs> And then they just start shooting fire, and uh, you have a lovely goat barbecue. Uh, your heroes are all dead because the it's like the, for every dragon they roll d6 on a three up they do d3 mortal wounds on a five and six five and six they do d6 mortal wounds. Yep. Um, Man, that's a, that is some techless spell bullshit right there. It really is brutal sounding. Like I haven't seen them directly myself in the, in the across the table way, no, but like. Go ahead. The the really scary thing is like they can charge you in the hero phase. Yeah. Like what's the yeah. why did I put my models on the table? Let me just set a, a facsimile of them, this little cardboard cutout I can pull right off for you. 
<laughs> it, it definitely is a model, which at least rules wise seems to be simulating that moment. Like when you're five and you're playing like action figures with your friend and he just picks up his action figures and just smashes your action figure, you know, that's a level of sophistication, you know, in the war gaming table with those guys. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Only, only yeah. it's a grown person and you're sitting there like I spent time on this. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. But yeah, they move in the hero phase. So so they're going to be in range with whatever that dragon fire is. They're going to be right there. They're going to get the turn one charge with whatever they want, wherever they want it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, dragon fire heroes are, are all missing, which the beastmen desperately need, especially the Zangor shamans. But hey, hey, I got chaos spawn everywhere because that's what we do. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And Turn those so guys that, into chaos bonds. Exactly. That, that was like the end of all the games that went bad. It was just chaos bond toads, like bop it around, like uh, as the last thing to get killed <laughs> off the board. It's like, all right. It is kind of delightful though, to, to have like that second life. <laughs> Absolutely. And chaos bond are super fun to roll for, for attacks. <laughs> this is 2d6 attacks. Hope you get those doubles. I always roll three. Every <laughs> time. It's a five. Just three attacks, and I'm like, yes, this is better than two. <laughs> More spikes and tentacles, maybe yeah. an extra eye. Um, yeah, so so the dragons crash in, right? Um, and uh, in, in close combat, so I will say this: well, after after the initial shock and horror was over, mm-hmm. they did they did die. Uh, you know, they were they were good in combat, but they weren't. I wouldn't say like over the top. Um, and if if you got the rend and can put up with with three up saves or uh, and do do some wounds, um, you you can definitely kill them off. So like it's all about bracing for that first impact with them. I wouldn't say they are um, as painful as getting charged by a maw crusher or a stone horn. Oh, stone um, horns! Yeah, no one likes that. We'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's really what you, Kirk, you're saying it's the one-two punch of the the fire breath and then the charge yeah yeah like you being able to pick out whatever they need to in your line whatever important thing you have it, do, it doesn't really matter if you you deployed uh pretty far back you know they have they have enough range i can't remember exactly how far they move or how far they shoot but mm-hmm. It's, I've been going up against them a lot lately, and it's a 14-inch move, I think. 14-inch move, nine wounds, three and up save, which obviously they're going to put to a two and up for however many they can. And then um, I think it's 12 inches or 18 inches on that breath. So, like, they're going to reach to whatever they want. Yeah. So, yes. No, and there's so no tough. lookouts or equivalent for them, right? So yeah, because it's just on a on a d6 roll, no to hits or anything like mean. that. I mean, it's like every time GW uh, makes an attack that's uh, doesn't matter what you roll to hit uh, or ignores the to hit roll step in some critical way, it's brokenly good. Who knew? <laughs> Except it doesn't work as well for my cockatrice for some reason. <laughs> hey, that works a hundred percent of the time, fifty percent of the time. All right. right. And then D six percent of the time after that. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I will say that the the dragons. There is one 
trick that I've learned, which is just spacing out your units so they can't fit the big bases in. So if you can make it so that they're just going to shoot your stuff off, um, staggering, staggering out like the, uh, the placement of your units, um, you can leave like one hole and then they'll, you can essentially like bait your opponent into going, Oh, well, I want to be here. And then you've got dragons trapped and then you can kill that one unit. And they're like, Oh, you killed a dragon. I'm so demoralized. These things should never die. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would it would have been a great time to have uh, the Ungor Raiders around to to do that six inch pregame move yeah. and set up those those speed bumps that uh, hopefully they can't charge charge through or over. Um, I love I was those guys. For those. For, yeah, Untamed Beasts making a comeback. The an- mm. anti dragon. Oh, do they do that same thing? Yeah, they do yep. the six inch move at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Okay. I actually have thirty Ungor Raiders because I love that and this. Now they're going to come out. As as good as they are, they actually just got worse with the, uh, with the rules updates for beast because now they can't get the extra minus one rend on their shooting anymore, which is interesting. Close combat only. It's only close combat. <laughs> so that's weird. It's a weird little change. But, that's too bad. I mean, yeah. Tragic really. Yeah. <laughs> It's so it's so sad we got that upgrade. Jeez. <laughs> Did they get cheaper though? Are they still as expensive as they were, man? Uh, they're still ninety points. Oh, I mean, okay. that's cheap. That's super cheap. I'll take it. Cheaper than anything else in my book. That's why Kella Jores for everything for my list. <laughs> we're goats. We we we're fine with it. Give us love, anyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> So Kirk, it sounded like it didn't go well with the dragons. It didn't is that what I'm it didn't go up? well? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're reading that right, I got gotcha. you. Um, Burn a nation. So I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm more just asking because this is like I haven't gone up against a full dragons list. How many turns did you last before you were like, yeah, I can't do anything? I think it was turn turn three because I did battle back like the. You know, he crashed into the line of, of Zangor, and they were they weren't uh, you know getting all their buffs, getting all the spells that I needed them to have. But I think they killed killed two dragons in their first round of combat, and like you know, I still had Gorgons fighting around and Shaggs fighting around, so uh, th- things were dying. But you know, we we don't have lasting power, yeah. Um, yeah. As it turns out, so it was turn three when I was uh, called it, and we just tallied up. Uh, if you could get all the all the secondaries for the next couple turn and hadn't used up all the good ones, um, and he sure could, and I could not get any. Um, Boo! So You're I was like, dragons, right. they're such jerks. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to think about this game, but uh, that was not the start I wanted for day two. But okay, Whatever. yeah, I, I can appreciate that moment. I think I've seen the picture you you talked about, Kirk. There's a beautiful dragon just sitting out there, like, and you're you can almost see like the great. He's <laughs> 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 coming through the photo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's I mean, like the quintessential LVO experience. It's it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still I mean, great. it's still a great time. There be dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so after that, you know, lunch, we did the painting judging. That was really cool. A lot of great armies on there. It was fun to display my my army proudly up there on Miles' wonderful wonderful uh, board. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, uh, the, the foldable LVO board. That was great. 
classic. <laughs> no, I wouldn't leave without it next time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, last last game of the tournament, um, and I was up against Ogre Ogre Maw Tribes. Um, so he had. Um, I, I think it was, I don't know, I don't play enough ogres to know what the, the typical builds are, but I think it was a little different. It was, you know, had a stone horn, um, had a butcher, um, and then had uh, two large units. I think it was six band units of the iron guts or the, no, no, no. The, who's who has the big uh, cannons? Oh, the lead, belchers. the lead belchers. Lead belchers. Lead belchers. Yeah. Two big units of those guys. And then two and units of different. iron guts. Oh, are yeah. they eight mans? There's doing two eight mans? Uh, on the lead belchers? Mm-hmm. Or like 12s? Because they're fours, I think. <laughs> My pride wants to say that it was eight, but I think it was four. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he had two two units of iron guts surrounded by knoblars, which that was a funny combo that I, I really liked. Um, yeah, the, the knoblars asking, escorting the the iron guts around waiting for something to charge and then, um, die off quickly. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of awesome. But, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it, it looks really good. It's like, it's almost like skinks croxagore. Um, what I want that to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the old like unit thing where it's like always the front row of skinks with the crocs over there just whacking over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is that way. Cause the range on the iron guts mean like you can like, sort of reach a couple inches over the, <laughs> the bases of the novelists. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I felt good about that. Now, uh, this is like the one game that I had like terrain really, really hurt me, um, and I didn't play it very well. But there were two towers in in the center of this uh, this board, two uh, defensible buildings, um, and so that's just like preface. But like first turn, he goes first, which I've subsequently learned I don't like. I need to get uh, <laughs> Mystic Shield. I need Mystic Shield at a minimum on my Zangors to really uh, make sure they don't die too quickly. Um, but they got charged by Stonehorn and said Stonehorn killed 20 Zangors, uh, which is like 40 wounds uh, Yeah, in one round. Um, so that was a hell of a way to start. And, and then we'll the other that. thing he did, he... Yeah, yeah, I, I I hadn't had that happen before, um, but the other thing he did is he put his uh, lead belchers both units into these two defensible buildings. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, so they he was able to spread out you know where he wanted his units to count to over the three objectives across the center of the table. So he was really able to effectively um, shuffle around bodies and make sure he had all three points. Because we were playing survival of the fittest, so it's just three. It's three objectives diagonally across the center of the board. Yep, yep, that's so, right. Really, really swell move by him. Um, and and really took out my the unit that I was hoping to to charge in and and kill some of these uh, lead belchers. Um, so uh, around the corners, the outside objectives, he had he had his Noblar Iron Gut um, crews, you know, one on each corner of the board. So um, I figured I should really just commit resources to to killing those corners um, and and fighting for those two objectives. Um, 
and hoping I could just like uh, keep enough bodies on them and ignore kind of the center. Um, but uh, uh, the old yeah. ignore the center strategy. Yeah, that's <laughs> most of my Age of Sigmar games. What can I ignore? What can I forget about? Uh, <laughs> hope everything else goes according to plan. <laughs> um, the center cannot hold. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he, he shot me up pretty good. And, uh, let's see what my, my big mistake, which I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but, uh, was not to, not to destroy those buildings with my monsters. I just like, you know, it's the fifth game after a long tournament. So I, you sure. know, wasn't well, that's, that mentally I was, was going to say this, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't play enough games that we have, um, garrisonable, yeah. uh, terrain features. Like I, I'm like, oh shit! I need to be playing more of those because they absolutely mm-hmm. should be on every table. Yeah, it's great. It, I mean, yeah, minus one to hit, plus one saves. Who doesn't like that? I agree with that, and I actually it kind of brings me back to I think maybe we'd even had a conversation about this guys many moons ago on one of the other podcasts when we first came out with the Age of Sigmar 3.0 rules and we were all looking at them. I was looking at garrisons like this crazy deal breaker where if you didn't have a monster just demolish it, it would clearly make any unit like way better with this crazy kind of reach and like sort of dominating position potential. And, and then people forgot to play with those rules. It seems like until like stuff like this is maybe ringing a bet. <laughs> yeah. That was a good call. It's super funny. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It reminds me of uh, playing Warhammer fantasy back in, back in eighth ed, where it's like, Oh, look at this field that we showed up with at, we always show up at this exact same field. Occasionally there's a building in the middle. Yeah. I mean, th- those buildings were deadly because you needed the frontage to have your 10 by four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, you know, uh, no, you got to play with this. And then I remember some guy coming in, he was just like a, like I only saw him, you know, the once he's like, why aren't you guys playing with all like the mysterious terrain and shit? Like literally other, like that's what it's there for. It's part of the game. You should just use it. I know it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, we were playing with mysterious, the whole, whole tournament. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it had a huge effect, but it's really easy to get out there. And, and like, there's enough tokens and stuff out there to, to remember what it needs to do. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely so had that. Uh, was it mystical with the, the, the six up feel no pain? Mm-hmm. Definitely yep. had that save my ass many a times. Oh man, the what's the one that's plus one to cast? That thing for beasts is Arcane, just like yeah. I will camp my guys there if I can get any any of it. That I, just... I always look out for that one too. I mean, Senessa needs it because she's simultaneously the best and worst wizard. Just the worst wizard for someone who knows all the spells and no bonuses to cast in one one shot. <laughs> so, I mean, with, what's, the, what's the average casting roll? For for her, isn't it like six or something? Well, you know that she knows every spell from all the lores, and she has two of them she can cast table wide. So she's effectively unstoppable with her special spells if you just kind of hang out in the back. Problem is, just the one cast, no bonus, and like uh, you know, if you need a seven, you know, yeah, on average you'll get it, but just so, <laughs> so it's pretty easy to, to you know, kind of not get those dice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, almost all of the. Uh... The spells I use are seven casts. I like, I, I don't even, I have to check when it's something that's not like, uh, Sundering Blades or the like native, uh, War Scroll spell for the Shagoth. Cause that's usually mm-hmm. all I run. I, yeah. that are, I think it was, uh, 
Oh no, no, I'm forgetting. What's the uh Tendrils of Atrophy? No, that's a Vicious six. Stranglethorns. Yeah. Vicious Stranglethorns. That's the seven. I was running yeah, that one for seven. a while. That's the one I'm uh, yeah, I'm always watching you guys not manage to get that off. Oh yeah. yeah. That's I feel like that's the story. Like I'm always like, oh shit, vicious stranglethorns. I should have remembered about that. I should have positioned my guys better. What am I doing? Sitting in this stupid terrain. I didn't even have to be here. <laughs> but that's and, that's then, you, the and funny. then you fail to cast it anyway, and I'm like, oh, let me learn nothing for next time. That's the funny <laughs> thing. Wait till this comes up again. <laughs> Devolve is the one I will always cast somehow. And that's the yeah. one that always goes off when I never need it. Kind of a non sequitur, but maybe because you brought up Devolve. Isn't it secretly great? It seems great. Maybe it's, it's misinterpreting it. It's such a good spell. I've pulled people off of objectives. I've pulled them like you can pull them into combat with you. Because there's no there's it's it's not counted as a normal move. So it's just like, okay, here's my Gorgons that I've sent in the front. Devolve. Oh, Get over you walked here. into my Gorgons. Cool. Let me split your line. Like, there's... Devolve is so good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I never, I never get to that one, because I usually just have my one Shaman who's hanging out by the Hearthstone, throwing goats in, and he has Vicious Stranglethorn. So, like, mm. you know, that's he's just going to do that spell every time, and I only ever bring one Shaman, so... I, yeah, I'd be interested to try that one out, because it, it's got a lot of... It's old enough that uh, it can do really weird things. Yeah. Seems people, like just, it. people just never expect it. They want you to do, they're, they're expecting mortal wounds from you or rend spells, right? So I'll yeah. put like tendrils of atrophy on my shaman every time and then just ambush him into the back is like, here's a freebie, go and kill him because he's got this one thing that'll make you suck. That's and, fair. Yeah, that's, that's a good distraction. I've just always been fascinated by it. You know, I tend to do a lot of mining of the coalition stuff for Sonesco that's fun to, you know, find tricks with and just interesting things you can do with it for me, you know, because I like movement, manipulating things quite a lot. <laughs> oh, Devolve is perfect for Sonesh. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. to the Fomeroid bowling, too, though. I don't think we, we mentioned that yet, but one fun trick with that particular model is park him near like a piece of terrain he's hanging out like a guy kind of lurking his hands in his pockets you know beginning to turn one everyone moves up and they just ignore the fact he has his ability and then they're all caught in the big six inch aura of three up take a bunch of mortal wounds does he's, immeasurable work he's uh he's got the same like rapport as the mind kitty right like nobody cares about them until all of a sudden they do something really big yeah, he's literally just super ignored for the most part. Uh, but he's great. You know, he's 100 points. He's a monster. He has a couple two-damage attacks. He can throw a couple two-damage rocks. And he has his, like, you know, pound the earth or pound the drums kind of special ability, which is that, that sneaky hit. You know, and I think it's literally pick a terrain feature within six inches. Any unit except him within six inches of that terrain feature, roll the dice on a three-up. They take D3 mortal wounds. It's a hero phase ability. So if you have some weird, big piece of terrain spidering out like everywhere or, or something which is kind of funneling in the middle of the board, you can just do a lot of work with that, which is great, of course, for farming depravity. So I guess the dream would be to devolve everything to a clump and just... Nice. <laughs> devolve everything into a clump. That's the new, yep. that's the new move. Oh, yeah. But I digress. <laughs> So, so the ogres ended up taking that one. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, certainly a closer game than it had earlier uh, against Dragons and such. But and and one of my more fun games, one of the ones I, I learned a lot more um, from. But yeah, yeah, didn't didn't pull it out. Uh, couldn't couldn't unseat the uh, the lead belchers hanging out in the towers. You know, I was I was a little hesitant to charge them with my gorgons uh, to smash. I think that's what got in my head was just like I'm gonna take. Um, the shots of all these cannons. If I run in, I don't know if a Gorgon's going to survive that. Be like forty-six or eighty-six for that many to wear, right? So some crazy number, Kurt. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I think because because when you his trick was when you enter a building, it doesn't count as a move. So the lead belchers can still shoot their D six instead of D three if they normally move. That's <clears throat> uh, holery right there. That's that's rough. Trixie. Yeah. The the funny thing is that terrain when you sent the picture, I've been looking at that specific because it's like a it's like a wood elf tree like podium, I guess, or something. Yeah, it's got some stairs, stairs spiraling around a tree, and then a big yeah. platform on top. Mm-hmm. I've been nice. wanting that terrain for a while, and I was like, ah, that like terrain. Swiss Swiss Family Robinson terrain. Yeah, only yeah, wood yeah, those it's are a great. good piece. Yeah. Cause like, it's good when the terrain like encourages you to put models in there, you know, it's one yeah. thing to have like a, a house or something. You're like, well, my guys actually can't fit in there. So this is kind of silly if I use it, but when you, you know, the train wants you to have guys garrisoning the, the ramparts or whatever uh, makes you think about it a little bit more. Yeah. I agree with that. Like if you have some forgettable, like little tower with like a sloping pitch roof, you know, it's kind of a pain to remove your whole unit, but if you can just put your guys on top, it looks cool. And you know, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that was my, my day two. Oh, and two, but you know, uh, <laughs> I won two games with Beastman. That feels good. Um, yeah. so yeah, so. Uh, it was a, it was a good tournament. Um, yeah, How'd so you do from the painting? There, uh, so yeah, we did painting final finals that day, and yeah, like I said, there was like all these gorgeous armies, um, and I think it was top top twenty that they had at those tables. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, did you see the the ghouls army? Or yeah, it was ghouls, and he had the board like uh, split split down the middle. Um, with kind of like one of those cool fady magical line looking things and on mm-hmm. one half it was like this pleasant medieval village like you know people oh, nice. selling fruit and happy haystacks and then like on the other side of the line it was like the reality of like the ghouls uh you know them eating bodies off of tables and stuff oh, it, nice. i didn't it see that but it's so amazing cool. that's it was awesome. really well done i think he ended up getting second he was there with the guy who got second in the tournament, he was, I think it was his brother. Um, but yeah, quite the, quite the crew. It was some gorgeous, gorgeous schools. Um, and then some really beautiful wood elves. Turns out if you're an artist, you, you get wood elves, uh, and paid Sylvaneth. Cause I think there was like four, four of the 20 armies were just like beautiful trees. Oh, these ones are fall. These ones are winter. Nothing against them. They were wonderful, but yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's, it's been done. <laughs> They, they kind of fall into that like same Nurgle thing where like a lot of like really, really good artists just take Nurgle and run with it. And like, you'll see like the neon purple Nurgle that like, you never really think that would be how it would work and look awesome, but they do. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. there's was the uh, was the guy with the um, was it Akshi? Is Akshi the no no no? Come on, metal. The realm of metal is come on. Chamon. Chamon. Yeah. Like there's there's a there's this guy that's been doing this uh, like. I don't know if he actually plays them as iron bark, but he paints them as iron bark and they're like heavy metal trees that look like they're nice. actually made of iron and like that's melty so parts. cool. And that yeah. is a forest, right? In come on. So like that's checks out yeah. metal tree forest. And it's still, yeah, it's, no, he... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, no, I didn't, didn't see any of that, but uh, I'd love to. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so that that was the painting competition. They didn't, they weren't going to announce anything until the last day, like when they were giving out all awards. So I got you. Uh, so from there, I I went off because uh, I had a painting class the next day, and then they were doing speed painting competitions uh, in the the painting hall. Um, oh, that's cool. And so there was the speed painting competition that was like an hour paint this this model, which the the paint and take models. I mean that were were really weird they were like uh, do you know what do you remember what game was was like promoing really hard it was like kind of the the high fan or not the high fantasy but like the low fantasy night guys um kind of larger scale models i'd say all the models were like 40 to 50 millimeters uh tall but they were they were doing kind of all the paint and take stuff um so that's what we were doing for the speed painting i painted up some weird door for the spear um Dwarves don't have spears. Yeah, I know, right? Well, they, know, they don't know weird. anything about fantasy. <laughs> That's why Dwarf would be caught dead with a spear. <laughs> you know, it really flies in the face of weapon. reason. <laughs> it really does fly in the face of reason. If you're that oh, yeah, short, yeah. you should have a higher weapon. You right? should absolutely have a spear. I totally agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so hard to get down to them to that forest of spears. You know, it would be amazing. <laughs> Hedgehog formation. I like yeah. It. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that for an hour, and then uh, there was also like an in-con painting contest where you had you had the three days of the contest to to finish your model. Okay. Um, so I, I decided to to do that. I was painting uh, the one of the vampires from the uh, Underworlds kit. The guy with oh, nice. the big big old mace, the tall mace. Um, oh, that model's great. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to to knock that out um that evening as well oh that's um, cool so yeah i just spent the rest of the night painting um and going to wahoo's that was that was the one other savior restaurant wahoo's delicious burritos nice. great fish tacos <laughs> nice nice <laughs> so yeah that was that was my day too that's awesome jack how was yours my day too went pretty well um yeah, i definitely had a a terrible start and then a fair spate of luck after that. So, um, they done this thing. And I don't know if you remember this, they updated the start of the round in the morning in the app. <laughs> Too many hungover people. People were dropping left and right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It, it was like this, this weird thing where I, I think we, the night before we checked it and just Sean and I, and it was like, uh, supposed to start, maybe it was 10 
or something like that. I don't remember the exact timing. And then they actually physically changed what it was referencing on the website to like 930. So like there was a bunch of people scrambling, you know, who were walking down at like 935 and seeing like, wait, what? <laughs> why am I late now? Uh, why is my round started? And uh, so a bunch of us were in that that pool. And so we just kind of got slightly shuffly reassigned. I ended up getting paired with Dirk, who had done the exact same thing. <laughs> You know, from your guys, nice. local, local meta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah awesome. they, if the, the tournament was, like, super well organized, but, like, the one thing they could have used was, like, a big reader board, either up front or at the individual rooms of just, like, what's going on, when's rounders are starting. Uh, yeah, and maybe just a few other updates about things happening around the convention. I, I agree. I, I think it was really hard to be 100% in the know, like, with, everything was going on. Like, I think I might've missed a couple of key things. Like I, I was thinking when you were talking earlier, Kirk, and you sort of had a couple of pieces fall into place for me, but you, so you said the top 20 was when you had a, a little pink piece of paper next to your army, right? Yep. I got one of those. I didn't know what that meant. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Because I, I, I'd asked the guy later at one point, like at the end, oh, hey, how did I end up doing? Just so I know. I was like, oh, you were top 20. Cool. I didn't know I was supposed to go put it up anywhere. <laughs> all right. The more you know. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Your guys were looking great. Like, glue toast all together was, was lovely. So many tasty treats around him. Thank you. That was really fun painting that. I mean, as an aside, it was like, uh, I felt like I had a dollhouse. I had to make sure everything was just so, because it was like the arms of shimmy and the teapots. <laughs> And everything in the sub assembly. Uh, no one, no one yeah. brings their snacks with the way he does. <laughs> I'm so scared of that man. All about the snacks. So fun. So fun. Oh, oh yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess in terms of the game. So yeah. Dirk and I show up. I meet him. We realize we all know each other. You know, had a good moment there. Um, and then we we got to playing it, and and he was bringing a night hunt list, and he was had. Big drag for Kika as an ally. Sure. And it was like Guardian of Souls, you know, Lady Olinder, Spirit of Torment, 30 Chain Rasps, and then a couple of like 10 man Chain Rasp hordes, plus the Morgul and the Black Coach. So, game went pretty well for me the other day. I had some decent dice and, you know, some stuff, you know, fell into place. Uh, Glutos once again found his glorious death a bit too quickly <laughs> at the hands of like a uh, big drog and the, the Morgul and all that. But you know, Sigvald was able to do a fair bit of work and, you know, I, I ended up killing Lady Linder, you know, and most of the different, you know, chain ports that were bad lined with monsters and stuff and snagging all the bonus points. I needed to end up with a, a pretty strong lead. And uh, I sort of lucked out in that, I was able to, you know, get the points I needed to, and he'd sort of dropped the big chain rasp board and like the, the super bomb, like all the way in left hand flank, which was my refused flank. So Dirk had had that one locked down, but I didn't care about that flank. And Big Drog was spending a lot of time kind of slogging over. So on the rest of the board, I killed everything. We we're just racking up points, but doing objectives, and so I managed to, to take that one at the end of the day. It was a, a real fun game. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's a fun opponent. He's a very fun opponent. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. You know, like uh, kind of laughing at the whole thing. You know, just having a good old time. But you know, first game, day two. You know, kind of see what's going on. Uh, but yeah, and there was a lot, a lot of fun moments in it. I, I think that I it was, it was he also taught me. You know, in in the course of that game, that 
Lady Olinder can be surprisingly tacky as all night hunts can with a four up. You just think things are going to kill her. They just don't like, I think she ate like 11 attacks or something from Sigval took like no wounds after taking like nine wounds. And it was like, all right, well, yep. and then she'll turn around, lift the veil. And then you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he managed to survive because she, she got some bad luck on those. So it was like, you know, I turned around for, <laughs> no, there, there was that plus, uh, you know, you know, the, the, the fun moment when you're trying to kill things, the morgels nearby and it's minus, uh, aura is in effect. And it just a little bit different. Sometimes means things don't die. Yep. Good to keep in mind, <laughs> but overall great time. Great time. Learned my lesson from many other giant games. I just kept drawing away from things and it worked out. <laughs> nice. That's the trick when there's really, only, when there's only one giant, like it is terrifying, but like you can just, Keep him somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Spoon, like, spoon feed him, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's sort of what it was, is I, I kept doing um, the little demonette summons. I mean, if you guys have seen me do this or or I've other people do it to you, it's like you have just enough points to drop 10 demonettes to speed bump something, and then there's another 10 demonettes to speed bump that thing. And so you're just basically a rolling, like, Zamboni's slowing cage of... <laughs> <laughs> bodies to <laughs> get to turn five so that nothing too disruptive happens and it was more or less the story and i, I think at the end of it it was like you know all the monsters clustered doing their thing relatively happy when where, where they managed to eat up two units of 10 chain rasps and get what they needed done done and it was like we had our corner they can keep that giant horde of chain rasps over there we're fine <laughs> and chain rasps are just too easy to kill they, they just are five and up save i think like they don't have the natural four that the rest of the army does, so you just like munch through them. Yeah, yeah the I, fact I think that they're unrendable doesn't help the fact that their save sucks to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, cool. I mean, it seems like they get killy with all the buffs and all that, but they're not as naturally killy as some of the other units, right? So it's like yeah, it's just weight of numbers. But like, I guess <laughs> like I I have generally racked my brain trying to figure out how like how to make that army work and without chain rest. And it's, it, it's just not possible at the moment, right? Like chain rest, just the, the amount of bodies that they can throw on stuff and then just heal back is so, so much. I like it. I, I, I never really try to put my, my head to it to figure out like what the special combination is, but it seems like they're good. Like 10 for 95 can float around, hang out in the underworld, kind of go wherever, maybe not die to whatever. And that, that's neat, you know, yeah. yeah, but this is a. <laughs> I do think having the big guys around seems to help. Like, you know, Big Drog really created a weird center to the army. The other stuff just couldn't match. And I know some people are trying to Nagash shenanigans with that. So maybe there's something there, too. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing Nagash at ECO. So, is that I'm right? kinda, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we get a match just so I can see new Nagash because old Nagash was you treat him like a giant. You just kind of stay out of his way. And if he's not an OBR, that's really easy. If it's an OBR, just don't go after him and don't hit him because he's not going to have the teleport spell. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a very fun game for that one. Of course, you know, we finished up, we had our beer, you know, following tradition of let's have a beer at the end of the game, you know, and whatever opponent. So nice. got a chance to chat a bit, you know, catch up. Uh, then, uh, before we knew it, on to round five. Uh, and that one was against OCR Bone Reapers. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't everyone get excited at once. I know. I know. <laughs> the joy, right? And this guy was doing Petrifex Elite. Good dude. Good dude. I think his name was Shane. Um, 
And of course, we were playing uh, the Predator Prey one, or whatever we were they, they, they call that. Do you know what the top of here, guys? That's a. Uh, oh. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. That's right. That's right. So we were over this, and 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 this guy has his Petrifex Elite, and he's doing an Ark and the Black list. So he has Ark and the Black. It's Leech Cavalos. He's a Mortis and Soul Mason. Then it's five Death Riders, ten more Tech Guard, twenty more Tech Guard, two Morgas Harbiners, three Necropolis Stalkers, and a Gothazar Harvester. Plus, I think he took the uh, the Bone Tithe Shrieker. Just to have like the um, yeah, just a little spell. bit of everything there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it was a really fun game, but it had some interesting twists to it. So, so the first thing that happened was quite significant. Is with all the setups, you know, I had the drops on him, so he's going to be able to choose. And he sets up his whole army, and he has, you know, Ark and the Black sitting there, and nothing screening his backfield. So as a result of this, I'd set up, you know, to be able to do what I wanted to do. Cause I kind of have to place everything ahead of time anyway, because I was a, a two drop, but then I chose the first turn. I dropped down, you know, vault and probably rolled 11 inch charge. I needed a bit of a six, you know, would reroll, but <laughs> he had his 11 inch charge. And so Arkan the black was going to die. <laughs> he looked completely crestfallen, like, like, through the game or something. Like, it wasn't feeling good, but it was, it was game five. So, you know, I was just going to be tough on game five to, to keep the morale going, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So things so are looking your way. It, it led to sort of an interesting moment where, you know, what ended up happening is like, Hey, look, are you okay? I mean, I you probably didn't mean that to happen. And I didn't mean to have a gotcha moment, you know, with Sigvald, you know, and I let him roll it back, you know, and then I actually reposition, you know, and like kind of redo it, but I kept taking the first turn, which actually put me at kind of a, serious disadvantage because now he has an actual castle and I wouldn't have taken the first turn if I Wait, didn't have a place with You went all the way back from you making it to through movement, through your hero phase, to charge phase? Or does he charge in the hero phase? He charges he charges like in the he charges in, in the charge phase. It was earlier on. It was like the charge ultimately when I did bring Sigvald on was an eleven inch charge. But I'd placed him and he was like bottom of like the movement phase. Okay. So okay. we rolled it back. We rolled it back. That's still um, pretty nice. Still very That's, generous of you. Yes. Yeah. Very gracious. Very yeah, gracious. It, it, it felt like the right thing to do is turn five. You know, I didn't want to ruin his day, you know, and we ended up having a great game. But the funny thing is we get a little bit into turn, you know, turn one. And he's like, you know what? You did that. You already won the game. We know that you win the game no matter what, but let's play it out anyway. So fine. I appreciate that. Let's play the game. We play the game and we have a great game and I beat him anyway. You get tons of points, you know, to get to turn five. And so it was like organically both ways, <laughs> the exact nice. same result. But I, I felt really good about us, us having a fun time. And it really was enjoyable. And in terms of like how it played out, a little bit dicey because, you know, I wasn't able to get an ideal Sigval positioning off of this turn one. And I was kind of a fear to the double turn, but I was able to kill all of the, um, the predator units of my predator units, you know, glutose is rolling around like a menace because you know, of course he was one of them. Sigval was nice. one of them and they were able to get their points that way. And then we were kind of killing the other things he chosen for those, which was the, the one of the units of Vortec guard, just a little bit smaller, you know, the, the Kavala's death riders and the, um, which we call it, uh, stalkers, I think. So we, we got our pieces done and, and they, they did some nice work, but you know, at the end it was like Archon kind of hanging out like in his mini castle, but all the stuff that would matter was dead. So I wasn't able to you know, do as much, uh, 
much uh, reviving. And the the big Mortec Guard unit, um, I'd use the spell from Glutose on to slow him slow him down. So if you guys aren't familiar with this one, it's Crippling Famishment. And if you get it off, halves the runs, halves the the moves, and halves the charges. So it's sort of like a, a poor man's Corn Demon Prince, but it's all mm-hmm. we got, so we'll take it. And uh, it worked really well in this case to kind of make them do nothing. <laughs> Because yeah, they're already just the slowest thing ever, and they're just drinking the RDP every turn to get any amount of movement out of them. Exactly. I, mean, I, I think in, in this case, I had the center objective, and it kept them from being able to even move and charge the crappy unmade sitting on the central objective or whatever. <laughs> I'm just more wondering why he gave away the predators with the smaller units. Like the larger units is what I put predators on. Yeah, usually that's the that's the thinking, isn't it? Yeah, there were there were some interesting choices in that, like the Natterite Riders. I mean, they're dangerous, but they're more targetable than like something crazy, right? Um, then the three Necropolis Dockers, only three of them. So like Glutos, you know, they made a run of them. He was able to turn around and whack them, and it was like, okay, well, after they survive because of the minus one to hits and they all have defense or whatever, then there's a, there's an easy chance. But yeah. And so it just added to sort of like a quick snowball and it be really high points. And we finished it up, you know, heads of beers at a good time, but it was, you know, it was a solid conclusion, even, even with the strange rollback. So it was a fun time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, that guy actually sort of anecdotally, um, because of the dragon thing, he had the most interesting dragon player experience I've ever heard of. Um, so apparently and this, this person's a myth to me now. Someone came to that tournament with a fully painted dragon army. Not the guy who played Kirk, but someone else kind of chasing the meta, I guess. And he played this guy on the first round. And I guess he just wasn't used to go to tournaments or didn't know the army or was a very contentious person, but had within the first turn challenged him two or three times aggressively about like OCR bone reapers rules and like RDP points and stuff like that. Cause I don't think he encountered them before. And he called over the judges a couple of times to get rulings. And then by the bottom of two, though he was just going to win the game easily, just doing normal stuff had rage quit and decided to leave the tournament. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is, this is where I have to say, go back to 40 K. I know. I, man, I no you idea. just got to hope that, that half of the dragon players this weekend are just going to do that. And then I don't have to worry about them. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, <laughs> such a, it was such a wild story. I mean, he was sitting there telling me this and we were just you know, kind of cleaning up and, you know, he, he was saying like, it was like such a bad experience. He almost left <laughs> just cause like, is, is this oh, was yeah. going to be for him. But uh, of course it was good. He stuck around had a fun time. I, mean, you know, I guess that guy just burned himself out before he'd let the dragon fire do it for him. Hey, yeah, that's oof. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, like, yeah. but uh, <laughs> your, just your ROI. I mean, you spent the money, at least finish your games there. Pull your, pull your head out of your ass and continue forward with your life, good sir. It's like if he could just <laughs> muster the self control to push them across the table and roll some of the dice from the worst goal, he would win the games. Yeah, I. <laughs> It's like, there's always that one guy who's like, but like, I should have won. There's this thing. I should have won. Right. Uh, Let me tell you how this didn't actually happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, it It would be like if he was playing the night hunt player and he found out they had an unrendable save and just flipped the table and said, this is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) As he's like rolling his mortal wounds that go past that. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. It's surreal, surreal. 
but you know, I, I guess the day ended up going pretty well for me, you know? So I ended up at the end of the day, three, two for the tournament. Uh, and I got like pretty high points because of the, um, you know, all of the monstrous strategy and trying to farm them as I was doing stuff when those kind of minimal losses. So I ended up doing pretty well for the tournament. I think it was like 33rd for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, really good. Like, cause I think I ended, I was like 126 or something. Cause like, I just, you know, the games I lost, I lost by a lot. Um, yeah. That, that four points then, we're talking about, right. It's the, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it was similar when I played against the dragons. Right. Um, but yeah, so you were you were way high up there in the rankings. It was like, shoot, you did you did pretty dang well, <laughs> right? Did you did you get best in faction? I did. I got the best in faction. Yeah, made nice for the year. So that was yeah, a fun yeah. little thing. Like nice. My glorious glass trophy is going to sit in the case of the heat nights around it, like a totem. <laughs> that one hurts, stone. Got to do nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy about that. That was my um my big goal for the year is like, you know, kind of go to five events, kind of do the big tournaments, have some fun, you know, kind of working around the uh, presence and occasional time ran my infant daughter whose existence has changed tournament uh, attendance possibilities somewhat. <laughs> Sounds about right. But that's well learned. That's Jack. You well are learned. the uh, yeah. second place of the three and twos. That was the, the distinction you were in there. Yeah. There was, I there was, yeah. Impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did. I think I was looking at that, you know, after it was all done and the, and the plane ride or something, I try to do this like little, what if kind of scenario, like what if one of those twos have flipped into a win or whatever, but the points remain the same. I think it would have been like up to like 11th or something like crazy or nice. 15th. So there's, yeah, I mean, the, the farming, the points seem to work out. I, I think that maybe there's something interesting about the philosophy of just trying to get the most points, <laughs> you know, no matter what, <laughs> not where yeah. we're giving them up. Yeah. Well, yeah well, what were like, what yeah. were like the main secondaries that you were like, I guess, you know, what ones would you ignore typically, or do you feel like you use all of them pretty consistently? Well, you know, I, 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 I can get into that a little bit. Let's, I think the one I almost always do, you know, for sure is the run it's the easiest one to do, but it's, it's sometimes a pain point. It depends on the, the, the game state, but you, you have to give up a little bit of shooting no matter what, at least with this list to do it because you have a couple of monsters who breathe, you know, right. The cockatrice breathes, the chimera breathes. Sinessa has a shooting attack. You know, about the, even, even the Fomeroid has a, a 12 inch, you know, two damage boulder attack. So you just have to kind of take second and say, it matters more to me get these, to position better and to get in a spot I need and to and secure this thing. Uh, or sometimes I would wait, you know, towards for a second turn to do that. If there was like a clear reason to do so or a great target, but I would always find a way to work it in at some point. So that was always on the list. The other one which would come in is line breaker. I mean, I tried to build a huge amount of, I will definitely kill this consistency into this list with mortal wounds because I had the chimera breathing D six with no hit roll, you know, every time as long as he was full health. I had Sinessa waving her wand with her weird shooting attack where you roll the D6. And if you don't roll a six, you're definitely taking mortal wounds. It's either D3 or D6, depending on what you roll and what your armor save is. Mm-hmm. I had the cockatrice, you know, hope, hopefully getting its occasional mortal wounds off, but that was rare. Um, 
And I even had, you know, the, the fomeroid be able to kind of pound his fists or charge into impact hits, you know, or, or spells again from Sinessa. She does like the uh, Pavane, which makes people take mortal wounds based upon their move value. So I had all that stuff with mortal wounds, plus in a pinch, being able to go and actually fight with some of those things, like fight with the Chimera, fight with a fomeroid if I need to finish something off. And so I would tend to pick on some weak bad line, uh, you know, and say, I will over-invest in killing us with monsters, and that will be the bad line. So it would generally be an easy three. You know, sometimes come quicker, sometimes come later, but it never was too close. So I didn't feel like I really had anywhere. I was down to the last one, the last model to get it. You know, so it was it was full battle tactics every game, you know, with, with those ones. And then I would also kill a monster or, you know, with that, because when you have that many mortal wounds, you can almost always kill that monster when it's at a low enough damage point. So that one would be picked up pretty easily. The others would be positional. I would always go for the, um, what's the one you get bonus points in the backfield where you just uh, do it two monsters? So, yeah. Always end a game one. Oh, that's uh, it's not aggressive expansion. It's the other one. Aggressive takeover or something? Uh, Savage always... Spearhead? No, like that's spearhead. the running. I don't no. know. I think ferocious the first advance. one. Yeah, Ferocious Advance. Uh, maybe it is Savage Spearhead then. Savage Spearhead is it. Yeah, I, I would I would do that one a fair bit, you know, because in the late game, you're back there, flying monsters are a great move. Just send them off, launch, easy. And then last but not least, I would always have that clutch two points where nothing else would quite work or I couldn't fit something in. I would just plop the monster in an objective and I would use that if there wasn't a better opportunity for something or in like a tough middle turn to bridge it. And, and that helped me kind of not have a, a tough call where I was trying to do something I couldn't easily do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice, easy one. Uh, I guess that's one beast take for granted for sure. Yeah, no, I honestly had in my head for most of this, uh, the games I've played that you do actually have to have the objective, control the objective, but you just have to have them on there. As yeah, long as there's not going to be a monster. As long as there's no other monster, like that's another, like, and it, the great thing about it is like a lot of those are pretty much dependent, right? So... I know Ferocious Advance is, like, perfect if you're playing, uh, what is it? Because it's got to be from your starting army. That's the one caveat yeah. that a lot of people mm -hmm. miss. Um, like, that's that's great for, like, Dark Walkers. Like, easily you get that turn one or turn two, yeah. depending on what you're doing. But, like, mm -hmm. that Monstrous Contesting is awesome, especially, especially to, like, fill in the gaps or just taking one away, right? Uh, what is that? Aggressive expansion? Conquer. Conquer is the Conquer. take one away. Conquer. Yeah, yeah. Conquer is Aggressive away. expansion is the two, right? Yeah. Well, that's just it. With any army, it's important to have, like, to identify which ones of those objectives are the ones that are, like, the. Tr this is the trivially easy one that I could take any turn yep. and not do that unless I have to. Yeah, to give yourself options later, you're down like two pieces on the board and you're just trying yeah. to sneak out the win. Yeah, I, I, I definitely adhere to that philosophy. I think the high mobility stuff helps too, right? Like multiple things that fly and you can run with, you know, makes getting some guy across the line with one of those, you know, when it's half guarded, pretty, pretty doable, especially when it's like those monsters rules are so generous with a five model count as you're not dealing with giants or like some other mightiest make rightiest thing. It's right. It's fairly achievable in my mind. <laughs> So were you, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say one, one really nice thing that we got out of the tournament was this nice laminated. Yes, uh, that thing is card. the best. So it's got like uh, a nice thing you can track uh, with uh, 
vis-a-vis or whatever what a race you have the, all the the points and the turns and it's got all your um yeah battle tactics on here yeah and so they just let us keep these that's so, awesome yeah that's super rad they're like we made 500 of these <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we made there's 200 just, whatever Please yeah, take a good them consistent away. way good consistent way to track points during the tournament even between teams because they said you know you're supposed to take a picture of those at the end of the round to uh, you know, just have a backup record of whatever scores you've entered. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Just uh, in case there's a dispute or server something. malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a really awesome gaming aid. I mean, I definitely have that sitting down there in my pile of stuff for AOS now, cause it's going to be invaluable. Yeah. Keep on considering making one of those and then I get distracted. Well, next general's next general's handbook will be out and it'll be obsolete soon enough, but this is true. <laughs> Which is why it's just laminated paper. I think that's that's the appropriate level of investment into that sort of gaming aid is laminated paper. Yeah, yeah, that that seems reasonable. You know, you don't want like you know uh, some sort of a topographical like folio tome. You know, <laughs> yeah, laser etched wood with a couple different levels built up. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe not. Engraved yeah. brushed steel, really. That's that's yeah. where we should go with it, <laughs> as far as we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Uh, know, yeah. Forge it in the fires of Mount Doom, such yeah. that it can never be unmade. Uh, the one folio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Jack, did you do anything else for the the rest of the day, or did you just like uh, go embody the the spirit of glutose some more? I definitely embodied the spirit of glutose, and I tried to thank him spiritually by eating too much food uh what i what i did for that <laughs> is uh one of the other uh, guys from boston who'd come out who wasn't playing any tournaments was doing some of the painting stuff and really wanted to go to like a yakitori place or something he found one online and so i ended up ended up there with other roommate folks as well and uh we were ordering stuff and so i ordered a hundred skewers for the table Nice. It seemed appropriate. <laughs> they were very inexpensive, you know, like eight people, but like it meant that everyone had to eat like a lot of meat. And I knew that up there in Celeste Realm, Glutose was pleased with this decision. Nice. <laughs> very nice. That's great. Did yeah. you stick around for the third day to, to watch the finals? I can't remember if I saw I, you I, there. I did. I did. I was, I was kind of bumming about, you know, I, I think we had some hash house somewhere and then like, you know, I was, I was looking at the vendors and checking out the painting and just kind of looking at the hall. It's the people were doing. I'd initially, uh, I was supposed to play with miles and a friend of ours named Wes in like the three man tournament, but you know, we weren't able to do that. So I was just, uh, I didn't try to force it in to find like a pickup team, uh, though I'd sort of been tempted to at certain points during the weekend. I just wanted to recover and I ended up just kind of a nice chill day and, you know, watching all the things, checking all the stuff out, catching up with people and then, uh, you know, getting to the airport for a red eye home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it is a bummer. We didn't get to play that, uh, the team tournament, but, uh, it is always a stretch that last day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel like you have a lot of energy and I mean, I kudos to the people who managed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. any amount of like doctor, what, what is it? Dr. Shoals, whatever the, the, the things you thing slip is? into your shoes. Oh I yeah. Think any amount of those inserts. would help you for, oh, man. for all of that. Yeah. There was a lot of walking. 
because like from the the hall where there were all the the big rooms were that you were playing like it, it had to have been like half a mile back up to the towers to go to get stuff so like once you were out there in the gaming halls like you weren't going to go back to the room or you really tried not to that's so true Kirk, because it was like you know a really almost endless amount of hallway walking and you know felt like you know all the hotels are spots were clearing the other side of the casino or something. It was way more extreme than any other sort of a convention two-room combo I've seen in one of these. I have never walked further without, like, being outside, like, all indoors walking. (laughs) Real fun carrying the armies, too, right? Like, try not to trip over yourself or, like, dump all the models. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see any spilt model trays and, you know, it was a precarious situation because you did have to walk across like a bit of the, the gambling floor, the casino floor, but you know, you're in good company. There's you're a stream of like hundreds of gamers walking with all their trays. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I always love that. That's some, one of my favorite parts of LVO is like judging everybody else's army. Yeah. Like, ooh, he brought Admac. Ooh. Yeah. As they walk by and dodge the old woman, like pumping, like, you know, the tar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's so true. I mean, it was made even more interesting because, like, all, remember all the stuff we walked by, like, to get to those parts of the hall where, like, the ghost town restaurants were otherwise it would have been filled with those gamers, like, just enjoying the hall area. But no, it was like this incredible walk from the slim pickings restaurants to the no pickings of restaurants. Uh, I don't know if we, we mentioned, but they had tried to make a concession to this by setting up a concession stand where you could like buy coffee and like burritos and stuff out of steam trays, but there were like no other refreshments for the most part. And they kind of habitually understaffed these things and would people who weren't able to operate like the credit card machine or anything more than like sloth speed. It was like that moment in Zootopia when like Flash is like trying to do like the RMV stuff for every transaction. Right. Oh my gosh. All I, all I picked up from that really is uh, it was just a bunch of gamers walking around, some of them probably with hangovers, ingesting coffee and burritos. Yep. That just, That's it. That sounds yep. a little dangerous. It sounds, uh, <laughs> it sounds quite dangerous. <laughs> Are you suggesting that the gaming hall was a uh, garden of Nurgle? Uh, perhaps it would not be far <laughs> If not the gaming hall, then the bathroom stalls. Uh, I think it was a great mop pot is what it was. Like a mop pot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were wrong about that. Yeah. yeah, Vegas is about as well equipped as anyone is going to be for that sort of thing. So, yeah, so it was point. a fun third day, though. I don't think I ran into you, Kirk, in that day, but it was it was a nice recovery period. Yeah, Did we see I, I had, no, because I had a painting class, and then like the the in con model paint was due at like one or two o'clock. So I was I was jamming uh, in there for for most of the day. Oh, but gotcha. I, gotcha. Yeah, I did a really fun painting class that was called like uh, "Level Up Your Painting." And it was mm-hmm. it was just like any, anybody comes in at any level, and uh, yeah, he was just kind of giving one on one advice about like what you could do to improve, and like the the advice it was it was really cool because like I had entered yeah obviously the the army painting and was feeling really good about uh, my entry, and then I had done a couple like of the the single miniatures and the monster and the incon and the speed painting. So I was like all in on like, Oh, let me enter this. So it was fun to get advice on like 
what judges are looking for um, oh, sure. in those contests and, and how to do better. Well, and you have a um, lot of very recent pieces then at that, like, like as, as recent as it's possible to get almost. Yeah. You know, yeah, at that I mean, moment. I just, just painted the shaggis. So like it was, I had my, my best and my brightest out there to, to show off and get feedback on, which was cool. I don't think I'd ever really gotten constructive feedback on, on my painting. Um, you know, I've doing it for a long time now. Ever? I can see that because everybody just walks up and we're all like, Oh God, that's amazing. And then you're like, okay, where does it suck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was cool though. Cause like my biggest takeaways were like, uh, color, color. I need to plan my color schemes better, which I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on that. I like the insanity of my pink, orange, uh, purple. Yeah, right. Like part of that just has to come with the territory. Like they're oh, going to be weird. they're supposed to make your eyes hurt. I'm sorry, judges, I offend you by not using cover color wheel. Um, <laughs> so, so that was one thing which I'll, I'll take. You know, if I if I was thinking about painting a competition model, you know, I definitely take that into consideration. Um, but then the other thing was a lot more about uh, playing with light directions and like trying to make things look real rather than just highlighting the hell out of everything, which I guess is kind of like a, a token of games workshop style, right? Like every beaker, every belt loop, everything needs to be highlighted yeah. to your final color. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. So yeah, thinking about light in that way and making things more realistic. So, uh, that was, that was really cool and, uh, informational. That sounds really fun. You know, I, I think that, you know, that's the sort of thing which pushes you as a painter, right? You gotta put like some new cool level cause you break through the ceiling just with that kind of feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. And for everybody listening, like his, his models look amazing. Um, like his Angors oh, are thanks. tigers. Tigers, Angors, they're yeah, awesome. stripes and the whole the whole deal. Yeah, like obnoxiously detailed tiger stripes on all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah second on that, it was a beautiful army. <laughs> yeah, it was looking it was looking good. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so then after all the painting stuff, then I went and watched the the last game um, between. I mean, it was it was uh, Soul White Grave Lords versus dragons versus dragons. Yep. Um, and of course I'm rooting for soul blight. I think all of the internet was rooting for soul blight. And then like all the dragon players were rooting for dragons just because I don't know, they have dragons too and they want to win. So by (laughs) proxy, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) There was to justify that the dragon investment, (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. That game was because uh, they were streaming that as well, and that yeah, you was, were watching that on stream, right? Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of it, but I watched it afterwards because like I didn't have the patience to like sit through it at that moment in time. Um, because it was just like tons of people talking about it, and I was like, okay, let's just listen to what they have to say. I'll get, I'll get the commentary, and then come back to the game and see what they were actually talking about, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's always fun. I, I had a... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that game. That was a very interesting game. Going back to watch it. Yeah, I gotta go find the stream. Yeah, we were far enough away that you couldn't you couldn't really hear what was going on uh, at the table, but. 
you know, it was like at a certain point, you just see the the Vingorian Lord get pulled off and then a terrible roll and the, uh, the giant get pulled off. And yeah. it was like, okay, it's over. He hasn't taken off a single dragon yet. From what I, like, backstory I could hear, it was like the the Soul Bike Glaber just got a little ahead of himself, just moved a little bit too far up onto the objectives and uh, fell victim to some charge, fell victim to some charges and, and fire blasts. Well, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because you would expect, you know, I guess uh, pre-Dragons, you would expect that army because there was, what was it, like 120 zombies or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like you would expect that to just like camp on an objective and that's that's game if he just, it's his game to lose, right? And so like that sounds like the perfect call. But now that we've hit the age of Dragons and the guy had like the weirdest combo of, what was it, crossbowmen? It was like 50 crossbowmen or 40 crossbowmen. Was this the cities yeah. that, yeah. Living uh, city, right? Because it was like well, all the fulminators too. Oh, yeah. So they're coming Something in like off that, the sides, yeah. uh, right? And they're human crossbowmen so they can get plus one to hit and wound or something. I don't know. I can't remember. There's some good buff you can get off off of like a regular captain on foot. That's like the cheapest hero in the whole game. But you can, you can, so you can come off the sides if you have the captain uh, you can spend a command point to allow whatever unit you want within range of that uh, hero to uh, shoot and then move. Um, uh-huh. So that doesn't stop you from charging afterwards, which is why the fulminators have become like the staple of every list, right? They come off the side, they shoot at something, then they move towards it. They're now at like, um, I don't know, a three-inch charge or something like that. And that's rend minus three, two damage, three damage for like four attacks and then two or three from the Dracoths. It's nasty. Yeah. The perfect unit. No, I'm, is I'm thinking uh, yeah. free guild general, right? hundred point little weensy hero uh, mm-hmm. for a command point, pick up to three friendly free guild unit, the three friendly free guild units. Jesus. Holy within 18. <laughs> uh, and you get the plus one to hit and wound. That's so wow. good. Yeah, that's really good. Does that work on cannons and stuff? I mean, uh, not oh, it's only if they've not made a normal move or charge move in the same turn. But I suppose if you came in off the battle edge, some people didn't make a normal move. Yeah. Not a move. And the worst part about that move that came off the battle edge is it happens in the shooting phase, which means you can't redeploy when they get close to you. Uh. That's what makes it such a good move, right? So. Yeah, that's that's so dirty. I mean, yeah, I, so all of a sudden these free guild crossbows are three up, two ups. Yeah, yeah, everyone with dead eye in, yeah. But no rend, so yeah, no rend. We should probably Extra bring attacks, RK on right? with a one plus but, save back. <laughs> I mean, he's against <laughs> zombies, so it's like <laughs> crossbows are going to be very effective. Yeah, just oh yeah, butchering hordes of zombies. Yeah, the the one thing that I noticed from that game is he had Gorslav, uh, the guy who just brings a unit back in addition to whatever the summoning is, and he just left mm-hmm. him out on the flank. Like it was perfect bait, but like the the guy didn't take the bait, and so now we had Gorslav yeah. sitting off in an area where there's there's no use. Yeah. So, I haven't seen the game, but I I heard some 
comment there on it briefly somewhere. Um, and what was said that was really interesting, and I want to go watch the replay on it, is that you do have the 120 zombies, which the best thing ever to put between you and dragons and dracoths and fulminators and all that. So it's not going to help the crossbows, but like, you know, the, the Bengorian Lord and the, um, uh, the giant, it sounds like you just sort of put them up there where they could be charged by those things, <laughs> you know, which is I, a big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing with the dragons is like, they don't really care about that. Like they would be able to get that charge right off. So like, Unless yeah, you staggered out the bases, like there's there's no real way to block those dragons from there. Right. Right. I was thinking, but he had all those those Drake Goths in there, so it probably really helped him. He was able to get those, uh, you know, in addition to the dragons in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah the fulminators to fight, not just to yeah, because it was just shooting with done damage, but maybe he wouldn't have like been able to kill them. Uh, yeah. Probably not. That seemed like an interesting game. I wish they yeah. had streamed all the, the rest of them because, like, yeah, that's top table. But, you know, everybody yeah, who's a... made it up there, it's like, geez, I want to see what they do too, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of that's all of that's yeah something you can learn from. I mean, I think this, the stream was really informal. Like, it was just a guy with an yeah. iPhone <laughs> circling the table in the background. So I don't know how it looked on camera, but it didn't look like... Uh, the most wonderful thing to watch. Uh, <laughs> it, it definitely <laughs> looks like an, a guy with an iPhone circling a table. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. in the 40K room, they have like the table up on the stage. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know what they think of us, Jack. I'm fine <laughs> with that. That that Dragons player can go back and enjoy that. Yeah, it's just yeah. a flyer list anyway. <laughs> Couple editions <laughs> old. <laughs> Uh, well, that sounds, sounds great. Good. Like, yeah, guys. Thanks like for really uh, fun time at LVO. Yeah, thanks for sharing uh, your paths to glory. There. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't pleasure. wait for more. Don't know if I do LVO immediately next year, but I'll definitely be doing some more grand tournaments. Two days are fun. I like traveling for them too. Uh, we got that one in Hawkwim. You gotta gotta come up to that in July. That's, That's right. And July's far enough out. Matt's, Matt's selling it like it's snake oil. Dude, I, <laughs> I looked, I looked at the tournament list, or I looked at like the amount of tournaments that we had, and I immediately was like, "Wow, we are a lot lighter than we were when everybody was coming out of you know like full quarantine and hadn't played tournaments in a while." And I was like, "Maybe we can plug these gaps." Went to went went to talk with uh, uh, Jason up in Hawkwind because they had none scheduled. I was like, "Let's do it." And then immediately was like, oh, God, now I have to, like, tell people about this? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't want to do that. You've been promoted I mean, to a, promoter. It's a thankless job. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, like, it's like being in a band again, just handing out flyers that no one shows. <laughs> come see no. my band. Come Guys, on. come see my band. I think you were my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's seven people here. Great turnout. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey guys, we I, got I enough for one gallon come. of gas. <laughs> so is, that's not not ECO. I'm looking at the upcoming events here. It's just what's it called? Uh, it's like summer summer on the coast or something. We, there is another one in March. But yeah, I I am excited to go next year, and hopefully all of the 
all of the world will be back to where it is and I won't be starting a job the next day. Yeah. Go. That's, that's probably, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Better to avoid that timing. Oh enough. yeah. Sorry. I was late on my first day. I was just out in Vegas playing with little toys. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was getting so <laughs> hammered. I'm out hammered right now. <laughs> it's true. Probably the, not the combination of events would be best for the first day of the work, but next year I'm, I'm hopeful to be able to make it back as well. It was a great old time. Absolutely. I like the Vegas, the Vegas vibe. It's Sounds also good. a, Naturally good forum for me being one of the only, if not the only East coast member of always strikes last to come out and hang out with you guys in the middle ground. That's true. <laughs> hey, we're East yeah. coast at heart still, even if we're out here on the West. Is that right? Coast. Are we East coast at heart? Kind of. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about either. Well, I am. You guys can go sit in your corner. <laughs> I'm going to miss dirty streets and being Closer to DC. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think on that note, we've come to a good place. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Hopefully you had, uh, uh, if you went to LVO, hopefully you had a a good experience as well. And uh, thanks to our uh, co-hosts, Jack and Kirk for uh, coming in and uh, telling us what it was all about. Uh, And, oh, and we're, we're always strikes last. We, uh, yeah. We're, um, we're a podcast. We and a team. We, and a team. And <laughs> uh, maybe a shirt someday. Ah, oh, fuck! I'll get on it. <laughs> <laughs>